going on down there. That should be the start of the episode. It is the start of the episode. Hi, Seth. Hi, Vangelis. How you doing? I'm okay. I'm, my voice is getting better. Yeah. You and like like everyone at the show got wrecked by various things. Well, I came getting wrecked. Like it, it started on the way down. Yeah. But uh, it's a real bummer. Like because one of the best things about coming to these shows is talking to people. Like talking to your friends that you only see here because we live all in different countries and stuff and then meeting new people who want to talk and it's like <sighs> yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's like being one arm tied behind my back the whole show yeah, I had, I had a, a scratch in my throat on the plane over and then I skipped over the part where I'd be bedridden seeing things or whatever but then I went straight to the part where it just feels like my throat's made of plaster in the morning yeah, it's it's unpleasant. Uh, Aaron's also here. In, he's uh, invading one of my and Seth's precious odd-numbered episodes. Oh, hey, I've I, worked I, so hard to get rid of everybody else. <laughs> I, I, I think it's been the rhythm of I invade odd numbers and and the even numbers keep it sanctity at conventions. It's because Aaron just can't get enough of getting in on these recordings. I was mean to Aaron at the end of our podcast roundtable. Just, just a little bit. The, Aaron, only, the only reason it was okay was because of the way that you did it. Yeah, because it was to make my mom look cool. Yeah. Uh, but Aaron does do a lot of work, and that's why I felt okay doing it, because he's clearly been appreciated uh, by we, the company. Uh, <laughs> WTF at TFW at TCG dot LLC. Yep. Uh, Aaron is one of the two backbones of the TCG stuff, the other one being me, but he's the proactive one. I'm mm-hmm. the quiet, grumpy one uh, who, when asked innocently, hey, is that edit done yet? I go like, no, it's not done yet! Stop asking me questions! Uh... And then they come out looking beautiful. Yeah. And uh, it does all the legwork to get stuff going, and then somebody else just rides the whole way. And, and it's Vangelis' show on the internet, I guess. Is this the Cosmos card thing again? No. Okay. No, but we can add that, that <laughs> list to Into the Grievances as well. I didn't know that that was going on. I would have brought the print out. <laughs> uh, well, it's not in the record. You weren't here for the you know the appointed uh, touch type, whatever thing they do in courts. Uh, I don't quite understand. Stenography. Yeah. Where it keeps track of I everything. I don't get how that's a different keyboard, but I haven't looked into it yet. I just heard that it's a it's, phonetic keyboard. Yeah, it's like shorthand. It's a phonetic keyboard shorthand, and then there's a whole lot of like dual or triple presses for things. I could never do that. That sounds... And, and, there, and it doesn't like read like English when it's printed out. You'd have to like know the stenography shorthand for what it is but Man. you can sit there and you can type it like as many words per minute as somebody is speaking if we have any stenographers actually listening to this please tell me about your job because i think it's fascinating and also really intimidating well we also it was not i was about to say what was also fast and intimidating but it was i thought it was pretty relaxed was tfcon yeah la uh, 2019 tfcon usa 2019 two uh no one two what? is the one that's coming up in October. In October in D.C. Mm-hmm. And is that another one where they call it D.C., but it's actually... I, I don't think they actually said... where They said D.C. It said oh. D.C. on the thing, and then underneath it said Virginia. Okay. So no, I didn't see that. It's part. probably going to be the same place, and, and it's not overlapping the weekend that was the one weekend that I couldn't miss last time. So oh. I should be able to go to this one if budgetary allowances happen. I'm trying to remember what venue that was, but if you weren't there last time, that's not going to... That, that was the one that was just down the road from the Udvar Hardzi Center that I wanted to, to go to. Right, 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 right. The Smithsonian. Yeah. All right. And, and it's in one of those movies. And then it's also in, to like, Arizona or wherever. I just rewatched the Jet Fire scenes because I like that toy so much. And I forgot how awkward and weird those scenes were. Yeah. The way that Jet Fire doesn't seem to be talking to anybody. He's just talking a whole lot. That's how all those movies kind of feel in general. When the robots talk, they're just saying lines while the other things are happening. Yeah. There's no security in being friends with the giant SR-71. You're just like, I don't think he's really here. But hey, they're doing a sequel or not doing yet another sequel or doing... Doing a different okay, sequel, was this Lorenzo or was this? Oh yeah, yeah it's okay. Lorenzo. Well, friggin' Lorenzo's, who cares? I don't. Yeah, <laughs> Lorenzo said three different things in the last two days. I'm drawing a moratorium on Lorenzo de Bonaventura in these topic lists. I've had enough of him. 
I thought it would be funny to make to, to get angry about him, but I'm just like getting tired of him. Now you're legitimately getting yeah, angry like, about no, getting angry. No, stop talking to Lorenzo, please. Uh, so TFCon, I thought, went pretty well. I didn't... This is weird. I didn't get in as much card gaming as I'd hoped to. I thought I was going to have a lot more card gaming. Your, your panel getting rescheduled into the middle of the... The prime period of that on Saturday was probably the. Uh, it was a death knell for the for Saturday knell, yeah. for me. Yeah, well, for card gaming Saturday, the panel went uh, actually pretty well, but yeah, I, I ended up. I thought I was going to have time to sort cards. I thought I'd have time to like you know sling cards here and there. Granted, I was also staying out really late and being more social than I usually am, uh, which I guess is a positive. Yeah, uh, technically, but uh, yeah, I, I only really played heavy card gaming on fr- uh, Friday. Friday. Yeah. Uh, I got in a few games on Saturday, just not as many as I'd liked, um, and I'm still currently two cards short of completion. Uh, I need Windblade and Starscream. Yeah. Well, one one of those deals will happen as soon as you stop recording. So. Yeah. There's going to be some blood. There's going to be some exchange of humanity. Uh, but uh, Aaron, did you have a good time this year? I did. Um, only little bit of travel shenanigans was some flight reschedulings and then mer- medical emergency in the first flight that I had. But it's been uh, it was a whole five minute walk from the airport, and then it's been pretty smooth sailing uh, the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've specifically, only gone for Iron Factory and uh, and uh, Six Gun, so that it's nice, small, compact things uh, that makes it a whole lot easier to get luggage done and then get my probably get my bag tossed again because of the cards and. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll be uh, be good. That's like me. I went nice and compact. I just got that one Constructicon, uh, which you know is completely within the rules I'd drawn out for for weeks before the show about how I was only going to buy things you can't get in Canada that I couldn't get cheaper in Canada. <laughs> and then, uh, then, and then uh, so is that that line not coming to Canada? Uh, well, I mean, not, who knows when? Hey, Seth, did you have hey. a good time at uh, TFCon? Yes. Besides my voice, it was it was fun. Uh, it was great to be back and been to a convention in about five years, so it was really nice. Um, I kind of wish it wasn't so soon after Chicago, so more people could have been here, because it did also kind of feel, like, thin for me, because so many people I know weren't here. Um, but it, it seems like a lot of demographics are changing, and I think in almost every way that's a positive like a wider type array of types of people I was noticing where it seemed to just be like the same people for a long time Mm -hmm. so uh, even if I don't know those people personally yet maybe I'll make friends with them in the future I don't know Um, by and I was saying this on Twitter and um, the other morning is when other types of people come in and start producing like their own fan created stuff even if they're not engaging with the brand the same way you are that's opening a door that someone outside might find interesting go ooh I like that plush robot doll come in see what that's about and then come into the wider thing and maybe they interact in the way that you have more traditionally so I I think it's good Um, even if it's like now I feel like the dinosaur lumbering around while the fresh new mammals are building society (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering what your take was going to be because it had been so long since you'd been like knee deep in one of these shows and that that period was when like like it was already uh, there were more demographics coming in at that point, but the after, like after you know five years ago is when I think the really big shift happened in the most positive way of like no longer feeling like you can look at a transform uh, you know a TFCon I guess specifically even but I think TF Nation as well other Transformers conventions you can't look at them and just go like oh yeah it's going to be full of a whole bunch of you know bunch of nerd boys playing with their toys getting there I guess we just learned Overlord body pillows etc etc <laughs> yeah. that was a good hot news drop of the panel today yeah. Um, like it, there, there are so many more walks of life and more, more just, just people. Um, yeah, it's a more, I, it feels more alive. I had uh, a couple of people um, from the management side of things been like, "Hey, Aaron, you've been to quite a few of these shows. Is it like just us, or are there also like a lot of faces that you don't recognize whatsoever?" 
And I was like, well, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's obviously a different crowd because we're on a different coast. But, man, there'd be times at, you know, TFCon in Canada, in Toronto, where I see somebody that I know that I've seen every time. And when it's in Chicago, I've probably seen them there, too. So it was nice that, you know, at least the geographical shift to pull a lot of people that, like, oh, I can only make, like, a Saturday-Sunday weekend thing. There's no way I can take off extra days on either end mm-hmm. to go do a show. So doing... I, I can definitely see the appeal to having two shows kind of maybe bi-coastal, even if it means vacation time and money because I'm dumb and like coming to all of these things as much as I can will be a thing. But I, uh, Yeah, I, I think it's like we got to at some point start saying, uh, as, as a similarly dumb person who likes to go to all of them, that like that's the edge case. Yeah. Or at least that's not the case that you can reasonably assume anyone right. will do. Right. But, going least, to... <laughs> but, but it's another case of, you know, opening it up and making it... Uh, more inclusive to try and hit, you know, geographic locations or, or demographics of, you know, there's that that male to female ratio is a whole lot different at this show than it was that like Holiday Inn Express. Oh, even uh, Bimma Toronto from years ago. Bimma was down to one in the last year or two, and she was even mentioning she's like, I, I used to be the only yeah. like girl here. And, yeah, it, and, I, I remember times when it would be multiple dudes like, oh, there's a girl there. Hmm. And now it's just like, oh, yeah, it's like, it's was, a lot closer yeah, to a 50-50 like, mix. Yeah, it was like yeah. each big group would have one, maybe two, two. girls in it. Yeah. Like back in the day. Yeah, I got mine out of that group. <laughs> yeah. Well, but like back in the day when, like, the message boards were more tribal. Yeah. Like, and all the TFW guys stuck there, and all the Cybertron guys, and all the other stuff. And there'd be like one, maybe two girls in each group, and that was it. Now, you go down to the lobby... There's a little gang of just girls, and, yeah. and it's like cool, like, and that's and they're producing their version of the fandom that will be the gateway in for somebody else. Yeah, and that's cool, and it's fun to participate in too. Like, just so much more. Like the the artist alley went from kind of just being the place. To, like, it sometimes we feel like this is where we offload the comic book people. Mm-hmm. Uh, now there are too many people who have like non. Um, like drawn art. It's, stuff it's more in there. into like maker space. Almost. Yeah, it's like it's like, a, it's like a little maker corner, and it's so cool. Th- there was somebody live making buttons. Like, what do you want on a button? And they had like a little photo, like a portable photo printer, yeah. and would like it had like some hundred images on a phone. It was like that one. You want that one on a button? And then it <laughs> prints out, and then there's a button press, and clunk, and handed somebody a button that was still hot because they just shaped metal and it gets warm like that. And I saw somebody kind of do that hot potato dance <laughs> yeah. for a little bit. And they're like, oh yeah, sorry, I should have warned you. And that is amazing. Yeah. I, in last Toronto uh, TFCon, like I just, this is you know, not not as elaborate, but I just remember there being a booth that was just a bunch of perler art. But it was really cool perler yeah, art. Yeah, um, And I, I did, they had a Unicron that I was like, oh, I wish I could justify picking this up. Because it was like a big-ass Unicron perler thing on a hand-painted backdrop. Uh, it looks super cool. Um, so yeah, uh, it, this was this was definitely a solid TFCon. I think um, it was it was bustling this venue. I really liked. Uh, granted, I'm lazy, so I like it when if I'm staying at the venue, I can get from an elevator to a place of of bar and eat mm-hmm. to a convention spot all within about a minute. Mm-hmm. Like everything was right next to right next to right next to each other. Yeah, uh, and if you weren't going to eat at the hotel. You would go across the street, and there's a bunch of fast food. Uh, it's not the best option. Um, five minute drive away is a strip mall with supplies if you need it. Um, it's not like that part's not perfect, but the outdoor restaurant here was actually affordable, is what yeah. I would call it. Yeah. Uh, it was it was medium to high cost for someone on low, um, you know, food money for a convention, but yeah, it was the like quality 12 was to fourteen dollars. Yeah, on but average. twelve bucks for those duck tacos. Yeah, yeah, he's friggin' to me nuts. Like I'm still amazed those things are not eighteen bucks. Given that I paid eighteen bucks for a friggin' giant stupid salad <laughs> the other night uh, with un friggin' unseasoned entire chopped up grilled chicken breast on it. I made the mistake of buying a twenty dollar sandwich at the airport because I was crashing hard for food, yeah. and that was the least expensive option, unless I wanted to go into the steakhouse in the airport, and that seemed like it would have been a very bad idea. Well, and my girlfriend and I, once we were able to drive down, we had the luxury of just, we went to Costco and we bought a bunch of stuff, 
and we brought way more food than we're, we're taking a lot of it back. Also, <laughs> if y'all want sandwiches, um, but like we brought a loaf of bread and All right, a jar. hit Seth up on Twitter if you want a sandwich. Yeah, yeah this will be up in time. He'll, for he'll overnight it to you. Yeah, like we brought a loaf of bread and one of those jars of like the, the peanut butter and jelly in one jar. And that was our lunches. Like this, today was the first day we bought lunch. The only meal we've been buying every day has been dinner. Yeah. Like we, we brought breakfast stuff, we brought lunch stuff, and we would just go back to the room, eat a couple sandwiches, have some chips, some beef jerky, whatever, and then go back out. And it's nice. I just like that this convention, like that wasn't the only option. Yeah. Like yeah. I've been to conventions where it's like if you don't go supply up on Thursday or Friday, then say goodbye to a third of your budget. Unfortunately, like Toronto's location is very much that. If you got a car, yeah, if you got a car, it's great. But like, if you don't, it ain't. The corner store of Toronto, I will say, in the hotel, a lot less expensive than the one that was oh, here. Yeah. yeah but that, one, what was the thing that was like 50? The, the one, yeah. So uh, it was Alfie's flight had come in. It came in later than than mine did by a significant portion because scheduling happened. Um, in the last minute but so like we came in and she just needed she was at like that sugar caffeine she needed something to throw the blood sugar a different direction and so we go into that store and it was 325 for a 20 ounce of soda and like eight dollars for a chocolate bar yeah and and she grabbed she was like i need caffeine and sugar water and i was like okay and she's like chocolate f yes chocolate i was like okay you know Make the hangry monster go away. I love you, dear. And then it was like that cash register went chink, like thirteen dollars or whatever. And I went, yeah. At least it's not a twenty dollars sandwich I just bought. There you go. Yeah, I went there to get some aspirin um, when I was for the morning, uh, and that was already like I think it was like five or six bucks. It's a bit much for aspirin. And then the lady there was like, "Would you like water with that?" And we're like, "How much is it?" And she's like, "Well, the little ones are five dollars." But the taller one is $7. Like, dry swallow. And this is when there were water dispensers in the, like, yeah. Yeah. a 30-second oh, yeah. walk away. She's trying to upsell the water bottles to us. I, I, I was like... Those water dispensers were awesome. Yeah. They're all over the place. Like, they're not far away wherever you were at. Like, do you want to know how I was staying up till like, 3 in the morning every night? Drinking water? Yeah. Having to pee. Every time. too much water. <laughs> yeah. Every time I was starting to get a little bit hoarse or a little bit tired, I'd be like, I'm just going to freshen up with a glass of water. And I'd be like, I'm going to run back in the barn. Like, I played someone else's two-pack sealed for a bit. Uh, they had some, man, one of those things I got thrown into. Someone had two-pack sealed. It's like, you play instead of me. I'm just losing. I'm like, what have I got here? I had a three-health ruckus. And then I had Blackwing, who's the useless half of Dreadwing, against Dreadwind. <laughs> Oh. The good half, who had the thing where, oh, if you have even stars, you get plus two, plus two mm-hmm. on them. And I was just like, what did you do? What did you do to the game? You broke it. I still almost won. Yeah, That's what like, I'll say. The, the whole thing with like the crazy prices in the hotel store, Like, I'll be on my deathbed being like, you know what was great? Having that Gelson's right across the street from the Pasadena Bicons. <laughs> that was really great. And... It was always funny, like, I would bring it up and then people would complain, like, oh, Gilson's are overpriced. Like, but when you're at a convention compared to everything else... Yeah, it's it's cheap. Yeah, it's a godsend. Yeah, as soon as you can go off-site and be able to walk off-site, you're you're set. Uh, So, yeah, there was some news this this convention that was floating around. One of them, actually, I'm really happy didn't get interjected because it was happening during the voice actor audition script reading. Uh, I caught it before the the fan creator panel. I feel like we should touch on it. Uh, but during that thing, uh, it came out that Larry Dottilio passed away. Uh, no, one of the, I had not yeah, heard that. J. Michael Straczynski tweeted yeah, it. Yeah. It, was, um, and it, it was popping around Twitter pretty good. Yeah, apparently it was just a prolonged illness. Hmm. So, you know, pour one out. Uh, friggin' that dude had a hand in a really, really uh, important couple of shows. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, friggin' dumbass producer, what's his name, I'm guessing. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I didn't look at the news item. No, the... the oh, this was? This was? Yeah. The, okay. The, the varying ways that... Because it was... What? It was going to be an Optimus Prime solo movie? And a Beast Wars, maybe. And, and a Beast Wars, maybe. And then they're not doing the Optimus Prime movie. They're doing a Bumblebee sequel. And then maybe the Optimus Prime movie is going to be like a buddy cop movie. And then they're doing a Last Night sequel. I'm imagining that... Whatever. What? No. That's a bunch yes. of... No. Yes. 
It's, it's like Lorenzo is just like spinning around in his chair, just like yelling at the ceiling, and someone's sitting there with a tape recorder because like I'm journalizing it. Uh, unfortunately, again talking medical things, people were asking early onset dementia because it all of that has been in the course of this weekend. I know since getting on an airplane in Indianapolis, seeing like these six different ways that the next film is going to go. Stop talking to Lorenzo, please. Also, stop. Like, okay, you know what? If it's if you're a Transformers news site, you do have to put that on the front page. It's yeah. relevant. But if you're a Transformers fan, you don't have to pretend it's relevant yeah. and start asking what do you think about. The, the rough the, thing I feel sorry for is like whoever that first source is that's always asking him questions. Like, I wonder if they're feeding this this poor aged breaking down man ideas of. Like, what about an animated live-action movie? Yeah, yeah. What about a Visionaries Transformers crossover? What with it just happened in the comic books? Lawrence is like, oh, Visionaries, I invented those. Yes. Uh, so some other news third-party-wise. Uh, I didn't keep up with the third-party panel yet. I didn't look at the slides. Um, I heard that uh, Matt McNally did a great job running that panel. The only thing I heard is that Fans Toys showed all the stuff for their Fans Toys Astrotrain or whatever, but the funny part is they called it Thomas. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? That's not bad. Yeah, I, and, I, did, uh, I did not realize that panel was going on until it had about five minutes left in it, and I was like, well, I'm not going to run across the, the convention hall for that. I also heard from one of uh, my co-panelists on the Fan Creator Roundtable that apparently Iron Factory Wheeljack is called Hex Wrench. Okay. Um... And the third party names are great. Yes. Basically. Uh, yeah, and the fan creator panel uh, was interesting as uh, uh, YouTube creator Lindsay Ellis was wandering around, and I heard about it because three people were like, Did you see Lindsay Ellis was wandering around? I was like, No, I'm not checking Twitter. I'm buying cards. Yeah. Uh, so I sent her a DM, was like, Yeah, let's hang out sometime. And then uh, she came by before our panel, and then, so I basically said, You're a creator. Would you like to be on the creator panel? Uh, and that was interesting. She said, I'm too big for you rubes. That's basically, yeah. Um, so I was like, well, I'm having the door locked. So <laughs> do something about it. Um, but yeah, that panel was fun. The panels were all fun. Like I did that one. We had the podcaster panels. Uh, Aaron and me, that's old hat to us. Like, oh, oh, oh. But Seth, uh, fresh-faced, fresh uh, new to the not-just-WTF uh, live podcasting. Did you feel like it felt different at all from the ones we used to do? Well, yeah, because... Those it was just us doing what we always did, just now with people staring at us. Yeah. Um, so it was it was fun to have some new voices in there to interact with. Um, so that was cool. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was good. And uh, shouts out to our pal who kept apologizing for choking on water. Yeah, we, we made a, a, a funny comment right as he was mid glug and then looked as if he was going to, to die momentarily. Yeah. And then he apologized many times. Yeah. And I was like, don't apologize to the people who almost got you. Just tell, <laughs> him, tell him you're going to get even. <laughs> well, even after the show, he came up to me and apologized. I'm like, dude, you should be apologizing for apologizing too much. Knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Your apologizing is more of a bother than you're you making choking. you're making the Canadian upset about how much you're apologizing now he's going to feel like he has to apologize over top of you in some sort of weird alpha apologetic state. I am I do apologize for nearly causing someone to choke <laughs> yes or see, having, having see, a hand in it see not even I, I'll dole it out I don't think I singularly caused someone to nearly choke I think we all did yeah um so y'all are bad people so uh, did that card for the the DC TFCon that's a 2020 on it, right? No, it's this. It's a 2019. It's 2019. It's this October. Okay, I assumed it must have been for next year, but then you said this October earlier, and since then it's been grinding in my brain, and I was trying to look it up on my phone just now, and nobody has it. It's posted. TFCon 2019 too. I, I, I videoed Colin showing it, and then put it on Twitter as soon as he finished because I wanted to get them clicks, uh, and I didn't actually go to see if I got them clicks. It's not Alaska, as some people uh, guessed. There was yeah. a false rumor going around that it was Alaska. Yeah, I don't know who would possibly Hoover, start Hoover something like created that. created such a rumor or helped to spread Some it kind so of feel ashamed of themselves. monster, a complete monster trying to get people to buy tickets to Alaska for some reason. It was, it was one of those mem images. Yeah, it was with, a mem. With the mem format around a picture, so it was probably some... It was actually pronounced Mimi. Oh, okay. So it was one of the... Dank memes. Yeah, it was, and so it was probably 4chan. Yeah, probably. I mean, you can't trust 4chan. I mean, no. like what? 
whatever happened to the other three? And why'd oh. they skip another three versions after that? Like, oh, be don't. serious. Don't. Um, <laughs> 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 whatever. Don't go there. Um, so just, just quickly, like we talked at the panel, kind of a more general, like what was your big thing you got? But like, what else did you guys get while you're out here? Because I, I didn't, I didn't actually get much. I got cards. Uh, didn't pull any fresh super rares, but I did get a, I did get a blitz win uh, singularly. That is, that is a super rare. I didn't pull it though. Oh yeah. Yeah, I bought it singularly. Uh, I got, I got a hold of that Make Toys Delta Manis yeah. uh, to do a video piece on. And I got a copy of a Star Trek graphic novel, um, the middle story of which is by Brandon Easton, the current writer of the uh, current Transformers comic book, who I apparently, I inadvertently gave a TCG lesson to. Yes. And then after we were done, he explained who he was. And I was like, thank you for not sharing that up front, because that made this run a lot smoother. Uh, and he wrote the middle story in this uh, Star Trek Waypoint uh, short stories trade in which V'ger, after the end of the motion picture, is greeted by Q, who tries to teach V'ger how to be an omnipotent being. Uh, I like V'ger a lot, so that's that's up my alley. Um, actually, I like V'ger a lot until the reveal of what V'ger is, but I don't, I don't hate the reveal. I just think V'ger's more interesting before the reveal. Saving that spoiler in case no one's seen the film. Um, but Seth, like you picked up us just a stack of pockets. Like, I thought that Huffer was going to be it. No, so I came uh, convinced that I had a very specific budget, and then I tripled it. So that's how that goes. <laughs> Woo! Um, but I, I was I was aiming very low, and uh, then like I just. So having seen pictures and us talking about like Iron Factory stuff and Magic Cube and all these companies, like was one thing, but like Chosen Prime's massive display cabinet array and seeing everything is something totally different. And it was just like, okay, well I got this one. What if I or I got this thing from Magic Cube? What if I get something from Iron Factory? What if I dip my toe in Warren Pocket <laughs> and then I could? I could see it's because I'm doing research for the show. It's like, uh oh, oh this no. is how things were back in the old days, where I just had to buy stuff and buy stuff. Well, this is also like you being away for that many years. Like, had you seen that? Because the Chosen Prime cabinet, it is put together that way for a reason. One or several reasons. One of them being that, like what you just yeah. went through. Well, and then like that, um, um, Hellion, not Cliff Jumper, mm. um, which is like masterpiece size. Um, but like Bumblebee masterpiece size, not Optimus masterpiece size. Um, I, I had seen it in the cabinet, and it's sort of out of context to anything else because what they had in the context cut in the case with um, was much larger, other scale things. Um, so for my eye, it was hard to judge exactly how big it was. And then this morning, I was like, I'm kind of, that looks cool. And you were like, it's fantastic. And I went, ah. So I went back to look at it in the case. And the guy's like, you got any questions? I'm like, yeah, how does this match up with, like, Masterpiece Bumblebee? He goes, very well. Let me open the cases, and I'll bring Bumblebee over and put them next to each other. And it's like, yeah, that looks amazing. They're right in scale with each other. The style is similar. And then it was like, fine, I'll buy it. Here's the $5 off coupon. Also, give me this Iron Factory Megatron that has all that I know. I'm going to open the box and there's going to be tons of all the little parts to make him into three other styles of Megatron that I'm never going to use because I just want basic ass Megatron because I think it looks amazing. <laughs> it looks so good. Um, yeah, so yeah, I ended up spending a lot more than I planned and that's on top of Friday earlier in the day my girlfriend and I went out into Burbank and found a game store and a comic shop and bought a bunch of role playing game stuff there like some Mad Dungeon of the Mad Mage mini boxes and some dice and mm. and she got uh, the Dungeon Mayhem card game from Wizards um so we're going to check that out. It's not a collectible card game. It's like you have your character cards and and stuff. And it's one of those all-in-the-box card games. It's a very small box, too. It's only only gay big. So those small box card games. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's more like you draw cards and have a short adventure. Like D&D okay. style adventure more oh. than... Like, because, yeah, it's cooperative. Yeah. 
but I think there's some mechanics where like maybe one of the four players like it's it's two to four players so like maybe one of the players will have like a uh, like a sneaky card like to try to betray everybody else or something but it's not, it's more of a cooperative card game than a competitive card game okay um, from what little I know about it the the critical role crew did a video on it a couple months ago um, so yeah I'm looking forward to that yeah so before the con even officially started I had already spent more money than I was planning on spending at this game store <laughs> I mean, that's how, that's how it sort of went for me, where I went to the Target behind the first hotel I was at, picked up a Transformer I said I wasn't going to get, and then also I bought an over, uh, Overwatch, uh, Fortnite uh, Jazzwares figure because they're a reasonable price here, whereas they're like nearly double that price in Canada for no good reason. And I was like, well, I want to try one of these because I heard that they're neat. I haven't even opened it yet because the package is like, it's like packaged like a piece of computer equipment. So I need like a knife to like go around the blister and I can't be bothered to do that. Well, uh, also, as soon as you had something Fortnite that close to you, you couldn't stop flossing. That's right. Actually, I've tried to... Whatever this one is called. <laughs> he couldn't even see what happened there. And that's the best the part. Thing where you're with your I wish you could all see this right now. <laughs> Seth is doing perfect Fortnite dances. It's yeah. amazing. Uh, I've tried to figure out flossing, but there's too much happening at the same time, and I start punching myself in the balls. Go with and, your arms. Yeah, but <laughs> it's really close to the balls, and there's fists swinging around. You just like bat, 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 and you're like, oh! That's how you learn. <laughs> like, do you think Bruce Lee was awesome with nunchucks the first time he picked him up? Well, probably it was Bruce Lee. But do you think other people were awesome with no, nunchucks? No, I've seen the video. The I've seen the classic video. The guy swings the nunchucks, does a backflip, and headbutts the floor, and then <laughs> yeah. falls over. Uh,. I saw that video again for the first time in like six years the other day, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's still pretty funny. Yeah, he tries so hard to get back up and keep going, so he's still like whipping the nunchucks around. Only one knee works at a time. Uh, Aaron, um, you got some stuff, I'm sure. Uh, actually, not a ton. I managed to keep myself down to just the Iron Factory um, uh, Steel Lucifer. Steel Lucifer, the Phantom. Um, I was thinking about going back for the the Megatron Tyrant one, but just kind of timed out on it and already looking at. So Alfie went to see family before coming here. And at that point in time, her luggage was like overflowing as she got here. Mm. And I had left some space in my luggage because I knew, hey, I'm going to be buying some stupid robot stuff. I got to get it home somehow. And uh, she picked up the um, Meister. There was like another third party jazz that came around, so she picked that up as a larger box thing, and then just a couple other things here and there, and a lot of art that we have to find the right way to roll up and fit next to something. And so it's it's, it's tonight is going to be uh, fine a, fine a, tubes a, night a task. And uh, <laughs> well, I, I've already I I built a Franken box on Saturday. That was a re- um, that, that was some some real solid engineering work going yeah, on there. I saw was, it, yeah that was so. Um, Muling some some toys, some convention exclusives for a friend, except for the Screamer Comet, the G2. Make Toys G2 Masterpiece Starscream in a giant G2 style clamshell. Yeah. Um, No, like, at first it was like, oh, if it was the same size as the other one, it should slip in a a ready-made postal box. And I I had to send a picture and was like, no, it's huge. It's, it's, It's a really big package. And then it was, oh... Uh, how are you going to get that? I'm like, I'll figure something out. So I found uh, Lance, the guy that was running the card game room, mm-hmm. had the the boxes, the the big shipping cases that the the case the, the four boxes come in, and was able to manufacture two of those into one Uber box and other cardboard wedged in corners to try and prevent massive jostling and then went on the floor and went to two or three dealers like hey do you happen to have packing tape no why do you need packing tape i have a franken box to mail and the post office closes in like two hours do you have packing tape no but that guy might and i go over and that guy and he's like no but i know that guy does and then why are they hot potatoing the packing tape just went all the way around (laughs) with packing tape and so uh, and one of them's like i only have about eight inches you can have it but you got to find the other 20 inches So the, uh, was, the hotel store had packing tape, but it was $38. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the hotel store shopkeep was just like, oh, hey, hey, no. And, and, Wait, no, no I, actually, actually, no, that wasn't packing tape. That was scotch tape. That was the... Oh, little, right, right. Nice. That, that store but, sucks. Yeah. Let's just say it. Um, so, like, that was kind of like my big wacky adventure right off the bat on, on Saturday. But once that was done, 
Uh, yeah, it was just those things. Some 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 loose boosters from doing two pack sealed and then losing in every tournament that I played in. I th- um, I think that if you had not bumped into me right away, yeah. you would have you would have easily got. Well, did you ever end up playing a Metroplex with that deck? I played Metroplex twice with that deck. One of them was the guy that beat you at the end. the The guy that was there with the son. Yeah, yeah. Right off the bat, my first tournament on Saturday was against him. Oh, and, okay. That's the one you're telling. Was that and, the one you're telling me about? And yeah, he got he got he fired off the the Ulton Metroplex. Almost every time, which just wrecks your board state. You just have to like stand there and get punched in the face when <laughs> when Metroplex does his thing. And Wave Two has made Metroplex like before. Metroplex was all right if you could get it aggressive. The stuff that came in with Wave Two is like, no, nah, this is all designed to let Metroplex punch things really hard <laughs> in the face and groin. And uh, well, you just gotta wait until you can shake up the meadow and Trypticon comes out. Yeah. yeah. Also, just got to protect... I was thinking about this the other day when you said groin. It reminded me. I was thinking about this giant bomb video. You got to protect the genital triangle. Uh, that's a weak point. Yeah. So you just have to build better defense for it. It was a connect self-defense game. But, uh, no, beyond that, it's been more just um, just hanging out with people and, and chit-chatting and doing a little bit of networking, seeing Eric Siebenhaler again, seeing Derek yeah, Wyatt again. Derek Wyatt looked great. Yeah. Dude looked like he'd, he was just it, like... It was like two-thirds of a Derek Wyatt. Yeah, I was a little worried. I was like, I wonder if something happened. But yeah. I didn't want to pro- I didn't want to prod too much. Yeah. And Eric Siebenhaler, I mean, maybe I missed the part where someone was born. But, like, Eric Siebenhaler, I'm like, oh, look, it's Eric. And he didn't just have a kid. He had, like, a fully grown speaking kid. Yeah. With, like, clothes and a hat. Yeah. And I was like, well, where did that come from? <laughs> How'd you make one of those fast? We, uh, we bonded over the changes that are going on in town since he was a Purdue grad. He was like, oh, what about this shop? Now it's been gone for a couple years. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, that, that reminds me, I should say, I did not really get, uh, t- I didn't end up seeing either of the panels I really wanted to see because they, one of them, the one today, the, the Till All Are One panel, I slept through the first half. Uh, oh no, I was awake for it, but I was in the shower for the first half because I was still not, I didn't have it in me to just go downstairs to see a panel because uh, I didn't want to be the source of the smell. Yeah. Uh, so I felt a bit, a bit bad about that. The animated panel, I, w- I wanted to see, and then I ended up like, I was just having the throat stuff, and I was like, I need to drink more coffee, some more hot stuff. I peeked in, I was like, where's Derek? Oh man, and I gotta drink more of this. Maybe I'll just sit it out. And then it turns out Derek walked in at like the last five minutes, yeah. got the biggest ovation of the room, said literally nothing, and then left. Yeah, yeah because I, I had peeked in while he was going, and there was three people up there in an empty chair. And I'm like, look, and I'm like, I, none of those is Derek. Yeah. And then, then somebody was like, no, Derek's there. But it was after I had yeah. looked. Yeah. And then when we saw Derek and he had lost so much weight, I was like, did I just not recognize him because he wasn't wearing a green shirt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lost yeah. a bunch of like, where was the cardigan? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I actually caught a little bit of that panel. Okay. And they just kind of talk the same talk about like, hey, how you make a show and and a lot of that, and then a lot of questions about like, you know, the unfortunate thing of people that are very excited wanting to know why character of their idea wasn't in there and what would have happened in season four, and then it was like, hey, here's the, the, the we got the, a book, the, the book, and then <laughs> and then there was talk about like, well, what would season seven have been? It's like I don't know. After that, the movie, it's the, the, the joke, right? Yeah. And I heard I heard one anecdote from there later on where apparently it was kind of cool. I, Marty Eisenberg basically uh, was asked about uh, the the fact I hadn't thought about it because it was you know 08 and I didn't think about things as much then, but like someone had pointed out like every single major female character in animated has a horrifically tragic. Past. You can't see it now. It's, it was there was a helicopter that flew by. No, you can't no. see it now. Oh, yeah. There was a helicopter. Oh, awfully convenient that it's yeah. out of view all of a sudden. <laughs> I didn't know they go that fast. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, Aaron, you just <laughs> missed it. Aaron, you just missed it. There was a dragon. Are you trying to pull some freaking pokeroo nonsense on me about helicopters now? Because there's a window behind me. <laughs> oh no, the helicopter's right there in the window. Go and look right now. Oh, you should look right now. Right now, finally. Oh, you missed it. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Martin Eisenberg was, was it was mentioned to him that like uh, a lot of the a lot of the female characters in animated had like super tragic backstories almost exclusively, and he was like, yeah, that's something that like again we didn't think about much in 08, uh, 09, and I definitely would have like female characters who get to be happy. Yeah, if I were working on a show now, 
Uh, and I thought that was kind of cool. As animated, I think, is from a very... It was the start of the fandom, I think. That and the 07 influx were when the fandom began to grow exponentially yeah. uh, in every direction. Um, but Aaron, did you get to see any other panels that you weren't on? Um, I ducked in a few times. Um, unfortunately, I kind of feel like the audio in that room wasn't always the best. Oh, I was yeah. surprised how muffled it was at the back of the room when I was sitting um, in on something. Because generally I'd end up coming in a little bit later... Um, just trying to, to make it on time uh, to sit in on a panel, and so rather than being the guy that like walks up, oh excuse me, excuse me, pardon me, I'm walking right in front of you, excuse me, oh yeah, you were here for excuse me, I just like would try and like park myself back by the audio booth, yeah, um, just to be completely inconspicuous, like, and and back the audio booth, and he like, like I, this is probably pretty interesting. Maybe. To be fair, I did that before the roundtable uh, creator panel, so I did catch some of the script reading. Yeah. But yeah, sitting at the back of the room, trying to be out of the way, I was also like, I am actually having a lot of trouble hearing the script reading. Like, I heard bits and pieces. It was, it was pretty cool. A lot of folks were up there doing good voices. Uh, Machinima's Starscream and Megatron, uh, Jason Marnoka and Frank Totoro, they were actually kicking ass uh, as just a Megatron and Starscream in the script reading. Like, those two okay. deserve to be in more stuff. Uh, enormously so. Um, doing those voices. Uh, they really own those characters. But yeah, I also could barely hear a lot of it. Jason Marnoka, I could hear because that dude is just a power voice. Yeah. Uh, doing sassy Megatron. Um, Seth, did you get a look in at any panels? Well, I, I think some of the microphones just didn't work as well as others, or they weren't all balanced to the same level, because like, uh, at the third party panel, you, could, you couldn't hear anything. And I, we were five rows back, and you could barely hear Maddie talking. Now, fortunately, pretty much all he was saying was the name of the the company, and then so this, and then the and this is in the in the show floor cabinet. You could go look at it today. Uh, this is coming later, so it it wasn't like really important information. So so that was okay. But like. Uh, <clears throat> um, uh, Colin's TFCon Q&A panel um, near the end of the day, the first microphone he sat down at, you couldn't hear him at all. And we caught the very end of the panel before. I'm not sure who he was. He was a, a writer. Um, mm, yeah. And you could hear him fine. But the first microphone Colin sat down at, you could barely hear him. And then he moved over to the seat, like the next microphone over where the, the previous guy was. And it was clear as a bell so just, I think some of the microphones are just bad mm. and nobody bothered to tell anyone when they were at a bad microphone <laughs> let's find out yeah uh, yeah I, I, I should also say I guess I, I was after saying oh I didn't really see any panels I saw a chunk of the script reading and I caught the back end of uh, Colin's Q&A yeah. uh, I mean, during which it happened again every Q&A We'd love to have a screening room. That, that's actually a regular one. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like that Michelle actually put in... That was a new answer, I think. Uh, that I, I, at least I don't recall it being an answer last time, which is people tend to just drop their kids off there. Yeah. Uh, which is big-time liabilities, and that yeah. is true. Yeah, I wish I uh, knew who the guy was. That was the panel before, because um, he was very knowledgeable about Transformers and... and um, talked a lot about, like, at least in like the 20 minutes or so that we saw of it, mm -hmm. um, kind of how he discovered Beast Wars and how he went oh, from that was thinking... Oh, that, uh, that was the guy um, I taught the card game to. That was the War for Cybertron writer, Brandon Easton. Yeah, yeah. That guy was cool. Yeah, like the way he talked about like thinking Beast Wars was dumb when he first saw it. I'm putting words in his mouth. He didn't say it was dumb. But it wasn't his thing. He didn't like the CGI. It was like, what? There's they're on some other planet with two moons. I don't care. And then checking back in and finding out that one moon was alien nonsense. And, oh, wait, this is on Earth. And, oh, Ravage showed up. And he's talking about the Decepticons. And, oh, they found everyone sleeping in the ark. And he's, oh, oh go back and watch it all and be like, oh, like, this is great. <laughs> um, it's just... it. <clears throat> we get better material when people who really care about the material get involved. Like, mm. that's the history with superhero movies. Like, early superhero movies, the people making them are just making a movie. They don't care about what it, the X-Men or whatever. Um... And then because now they do, yeah. but then <laughs> now decades pass and it's the Russo brothers and 
James Gunn, like people who really care about the source material, and you, we end up with way better stuff. But my joke I'm making is Dark Phoenix is that that movie is also coming out. Yeah, well, that's part of a bad time that's hopefully about to be over forever. <laughs> um, yeah, so Wave Four is all about bringing the X Men and Fantastic Four home. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> an actual event, an expedition into this parallel universe. <laughs> yeah, but sitting down and just not even knowing who this guy was, but listening to his enthusiasm made me like, I gotta find out who this guy is. He seems great. Yeah. <laughs> he's one of us, and he's doing stuff, so that's cool. I'm actually hitting the part where I'm realizing I'm terribly hungry. Yeah. So, do you guys have any other TFCon thoughts you want to drop? No, I just... Okay. Well, I, I want do want to say, so... This show being so soon after Chicago, and now DC being so soon after this, I I don't think that's a good idea. And my concern is, I, I'm not going to be able to afford to go to more than one show a year. I probably aren't, aren't going to be able to go to shows multiple years in a row anymore. And if, it's, if this is going to be the pattern from here on out, there's a Toronto once a year and two Americas once a year. I'm worried that's going to pull us all apart. And there'll be the East Coast crew and the West Coast crew and the Canada crew. And we're not going to ever hardly see each other again. And I would much rather there being the Canada show, the U.S. show, and they could bounce it back and forth year to year and have every other year West Coast, every other... the 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 alternating year on the East Coast. You just need idiots like me with more credit card debt than <laughs> common sense. Yeah. More debt than sense. Yeah. Um, so that that's that's my concern with this, what seems to be this format. Hopefully it's a short-lived thing and they, they go into more of a an alternating year situation. Um, but that also seems like a way to burn the whole thing out quick too that's why I don't think they could possibly unless they're unless that you, you pointed out signs in the hallway that said like TFCon West yeah unless they're moving into actually literally having like a West crew yeah and an East crew they, there's no way Colin's able going to be able to do three of these every three year three TFCons plus personally go or at least personally going to yeah. each and every one this, that's a lot that don't I mean maybe he is able to I don't know maybe he's superhuman yeah you know but like that seems like a lot for a person to go through I I would be surprised well, if that's the long term plan I tried to poke information from him by bringing up those signs and and he dismissed it as the hotel made a mistake or the hotel misunderstood something okay and it's like because it doesn't seem like they're branding it the way like Pax Prime yeah. and Pax East and Pax mm-hmm. blah blah um so, I, I'm just worried about spreading out the attendees. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's like to to devil's advocate it without necessarily like disagreeing. It's like they're going to be the people who go like, I don't want to think about whether or not it has to bounce or not. I'd rather have like I know that a show will be here for my local crew. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's going to be enough perspectives on it. Yeah, it's it's going to be weird. I think that. You definitely want to make sure you stay in touch with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. figure out like what's most reasonable for everybody. Yeah, well uh, when I could afford it, I loved botcons being in different places every time and yeah. getting to go places, but uh make an additional uh, little bit of trip out of it, spend a day yeah. seeing the city. Yeah. Not but, me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but if it's like a year comes along, it's like, okay, we got the real good tax return, we could plan this out. Um we're going to go to a show, and it's like, okay, well, it's a lot easier and cheaper to go to the L.A. one than it is to go to Chicago or Washington or whatever. It's, But then this whole group of my friends are, they're looking at the same metric, and they're like, well, we have to stay over here. Yeah. It, that's well, hopefully if, if it does come to a two-a-year format that becomes clear at the end of 2019 of like you know they look at at this and like very specifically things were said that like the reason for the the timing and location is because you know you probably see two or three of the voice actors 
you know, homes out this window because we got a nice mountain view and some some houses that look really neat. You know, complete lack of helicopters some, too. Some of them were there, there's another one that went by earlier. Where? Uh, it's in the air. Um, that uh, you know, it's very close. There, you know, we're pretty close to the the core of of where a lot of voice actors live, and I guess they're quite a few studios around that are like where the voice actors go and get in a hole that has all the soundproofing and really nice mics so it sounds all all rich and so I, I'd like I'd, I'm thinking now as you're saying that it would be kind of cool if it was like hey guess what TFCon you, this is me being completely selfish TFCon USA gets to be in, on the west TFCon Canada gets to be in the east TFCon Chicago I, in the middle because I live in Toronto yeah. but, <laughs> but I, 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 I hope that that's something that on the organization side, they take a look at because oh, five month turnaround, six month turnaround is kind of quick to yeah, well, vacation and, plan because some there are some places that like hey January first you have to put in through the whole course of the year when you're yeah, going to take your vacation. That, time. That's how it is for me. Yeah. Like at mm-hmm. the beginning of the year, we choose our vacation time and then we're locked. And there there can be room to move, right? But. If somebody else has already taken that week, then you're done. So, like, I have a lot of seniority where I work, so I pick third currently, and I may be picking second soon. And so it was not hard for me to get this these days off. But let's say money wasn't an object. I could absolutely afford to go to D.C. on October. If I go back to work on Tuesday and I look at the vacation calendar and Mike has that week already then it's done I can't go Um, so yeah that that's an I can't be the only one in that situation we just have to destroy Mike yeah Um, he's probably gonna quit soon anyway yeah he's a a sad boy (laughs) he will destroy himself (laughs) and we will be the victors I think I'm gonna go downstairs to get some food if you guys are up for it all right. Well, then, thank you all for listening. Duck tacos. Duck taco. Uh, I don't think I could do another. Uh, I'm done. I'm done with the duck. No, I had I had mine for lunch. I'm gonna have something yeah, else for dinner. Yeah, for lunch too. Yeah, I was there. Those corn dogs were tiny. Yeah, they're only two bites. You get six of them. Yeah. Uh, we'll six talk. Bite, Twelve bites. Twelve bite corn dog plate. We'll talk to you guys later, and uh, if you had any TFCon experiences, and you were here, and you also and you didn't tell us, or you weren't at our panels, because you know. Sometimes, I guess, tough love. Uh, hit up the thread. And uh, in the meantime, we'll talk to you all later. Please stay safe and enjoy your, uh, I guess, giant slideshow of third-party panels. If that's your thing, I'll look at that later. Add all that up. I don't know what the f*** it means, but you got some badass perpetrators now here to stay.